live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Quarterbacks in this league, they don't really, they're not really scared of uh, PBUs. You know, they, they're not really worried about that. Like, you know, and, but once you get your hands on the ball, as far as like interceptions, you know, that's when the quarterbacks kind of be, you know, concerned, and they're probably not going to come at you as more often. So I try to, you know, do whatever I can to get my hands on the ball. First Purdy with the snap, play action, rolling out to his left, settles in, on his feet, throws for Kittle, jump ball at the 20, intercepted Amik Robertson! He went up and ripped it away from Kittle! This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Here we go, here we go, here we go Raider Nation. It is a Friday, we're at Buffalo Wild Wings, we're at the Galleria Mall. You cannot miss us, come on by, hang out. We've been on a tour every single week of the NFL season. We've been in a different Buffalo Wild Wings every single week of the NFL season. And the NFL season for the Silver and Black comes to a close tomorrow at Allegiant Stadium. So this is the final hurrah for us here at Buffalo Wild Wings. But the Galleria Mall is the location. We do encourage you to come on by, hang out with us. We've got a ton of prizes. The table here is packed. I barely have enough room to put my computer on the table. There are so many prizes. So what I have to do is give them away. Right. If if I want to clear out some space on the on the table here, I got to give out a bunch of prizes. So that's what I plan on doing. So we encourage you to come on by, and hang out with us. We'll be here till five o'clock, two to five, getting your weekend started right. And of course, doing a little bit of it feels like a pregame to the pregame to the pregame show when it comes to the silver and black taking on the Kansas City Chiefs on Saturday at Allegiant Stadium. We're going to get everything right. Going to get you in the mood to finish out the season, and the Raiders having an opportunity to play spoiler. Got a lot coming up on the show today. We're actually coming in hot. In just a matter of minutes, Rob Collins from Fox 4 Kansas City will join the show, and every time we've attempted to talk to someone in Kansas City this week, it ended up kind of the, the conversation diverted to another direction. Today we're actually going to get a preview of what to expect tomorrow at Allegiant Stadium. So Rob Collins from Fox 4 KC, our good friend, will join us in a matter of minutes at 3 o'clock every single Friday. Cassie Soto from VegasNation.com. She'll join the show, and today will be no different. She'll join the show coming up at 3 o'clock to talk about what she expects to see from the Raiders as they host the Chiefs, their AFC West division rival at Allegiant Stadium. At 3.30, Nick Shook from NFL Network. He's our good friend as well. He'll join the show and talk about everything going on in the NFL, including the crazy playoff scenarios that are out there, uh, the way that the NFL has made rulings, how we know that the Buffalo Bills and Bengals game will not be redone. Uh, they're just going to have a different amount of games and how that could affect the seedings. And as a matter of fact, the Chiefs could be the number one seed. They beat the Raiders tomorrow at Allegiant. They could be the number one seed. It's just that simple. So we'll talk to Nick Shook about everything going on in the NFL, and I'll also ask him about uh, Jarrett Stidham. He's a guy that he's followed and seen for quite a while, and you know he knows Josh McDaniel's offense as well. And so we'll just kind of talk to him about the Raiders, but uh, we'll also lean heavily into the NFL. And then at 4:30 every single Friday, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com dips around the NFL and lets us look at the the money lines, the betting lines, the gambling lines, how to put a little bit of dinero in your pocket for the weekend. Uh, we're going to do that with Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com at 4.30. So, Cassie Soto at 3, Nick Shook at 3.30, Lee Sterling at 4.30, and my man Rob Collins from Fox 4 KC coming up in a matter of minutes. My man DeMond Cotton is in the, in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, and as mentioned, I'm here at Buffalo Wild Wings at the Galleria Mall. And joining us now on the phone lines is our friend Rob Collins from Fox 4 Kansas City. And, Rob, thanks so much for your time this afternoon, my man. I do appreciate you. And it's week 18, and I know that the Chiefs, they, uh, they're going to be going into the playoffs, so, of course, they have a lot to play for. But, you know, the Raiders, they're, they're closing out the season tomorrow at Allegiant Stadium. So how different are the Kansas City Chiefs right now compared to the team that the Raiders played very closely week five in Kansas City? 
Yeah, this week is all different all over the place, man, given what happened to uh, Hamlin on Monday night. The Chiefs actually canceled their media appearance the next day, and then with the playoff permutations just coming out, it doesn't really feel like a Chiefs-Raiders week here in the Metro this week because they really haven't talked a whole lot about X's and O's for this game. But to your question, I think the Chiefs are kind of in the same spot they were when they played the Raiders back then when we talked in, what was a week five or so? Yeah. They're still trying to figure out what's going on a little bit in the secondary. They still have a few injuries. I think McCole Hardman will be back for this game after not playing for a while. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is probably the MVP. That hasn't changed. Travis Kelsey is his number one target. He's still going to spread the ball around, but I still think there's some questions, especially in the secondary, and especially with special teams, man. Two special teams have been a wreck this season. Talking again with Rob Collins from Fox 4 Kansas City right now on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So in week five, Rob, to me, the Raiders were very physical with the Chiefs and, again, played them very close and uh, very well could have gone to overtime if things that shook out right for the Raiders. Were you any, any bit surprised by the level of physicality that the Raiders were playing against Kansas City in week five? Not really, because you and I both know, man, this is the biggest rivalry in the division right now, and every time the Chiefs play a divisional game for a team that's probably not going to make the playoffs, it's basically their Super Bowl, and they get that twice a year. But to your point, the Raiders were definitely physical, especially when it comes to running the ball. I believe Josh Jacobs had 154 yards in that game, and the Chiefs had no answer for him. Devontae went off uh, last week, so you think he's probably going to have a pretty good game as well, but... uh, I don't know. You know better than I do. If Jacobs is 100% healthy, if he's not, then the Chiefs will definitely have an advantage there. But if he is full go, they're going to have to find a way to stop him. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I know he is banged up. And really, I mean, he doesn't have any reason where he has to go play, but I think that he's going to want to go play. So it's going to be interesting to see who's out there. Again, it's week 18. It's a season finale for the Raiders where the Chiefs, they're going to continue to roll on. And I mentioned earlier, and you mentioned that the Chiefs, they can, they can get the number one seed with this victory. So obviously this game really means a whole lot to them. How important is it that Kansas City win, gets, that, uh, gets that number one seed for their playoff run? That's huge. As you know, they've hosted the AFC Championship four times, and they're going for five if it happens that way. You know, I stayed up last night trying to figure out all these playoff permutations from the NFL's uh, memo. I felt like uh, Zach Galifianakis in the hangover sitting at the blackjack table <laughs> trying to figure out how to get 80000 bucks to get Doug back home. But for the Chiefs, it's really simple, man. You just win, and you get the number one seed, and you get the bye, and you win the next game, and then maybe or maybe not, you play at a neutral site depending on what the Bills do this weekend and what the Bills do in the playoffs. But, you know, that's always their goal. That's always they tell us their number one goal is to win the division and then get the number one seed in the bye. So there's definitely something to play for. And also the Chiefs haven't put together a really complete game in all three phases in a while, maybe since even the Tampa game. So I'm looking for them to do so or come close to doing that because they'll need that going into the playoffs because the AFC, man, there's some talent in this yeah. playoff run. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we're talking all things Chiefs right now with Rob Collins from Fox 4 KC here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Go ahead, Damon. You got one for him. Yeah, you mentioned how the Chiefs, they haven't put together a complete game since the – you said the Tampa Bay game, right? It, to me, I mean, they may have, you know, but if you look at the stats or turnovers – They've had double-digit turnovers in half of their games, so I don't think they've put together a complete game in all three phases, maybe since the Tampa game. So what do you think would need to happen for a game like that to come together? Obviously, everyone playing well, but what do you think have been some of the hiccups for this Chiefs team? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes turning the ball over. You saw that in the Raider games, and he's kind of gotten away from that since the uh, 
first Denver game where he basically left them in it by turning the ball over. He said his footwork got a little wonky a, a couple times, so he's working on that. And then obviously the defense, they can't give up the big chunk plays. they got to get pressure with the front four with Chris Jones and then let the linebackers do what they do in the secondary. They can't get beat on those long passes that Devontae certainly has the skills to do. And then on special teams, man, He's got to catch the snap. We've the last couple of weeks we've seen Tommy Townsend drop a snap. The laces are pointing at three o'clock. Butker's missing extra points. So, and you know, I'm to the point now almost where I'm like, just fair catch it or just let the ball bounce. Why take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand? I mean, that's basically why they lost the Colts game because of special teams right from the jump. All right, and then with the Colts, uh, excuse me, you, you just mentioned the Colts there, but with the Chiefs, they last week they took the Broncos to the limit, and it was really one of the Broncos' best performances. With this division rivalry, do you think that the Raiders will be able to keep the game? I know that the spread's at 9.5, and, and I think that that's way too high, but do you think that with that division rivalry that the Raiders will be able to maybe surprise the Chiefs a little bit? Because with a spread like that, it's obvious that everyone thinks that the Chiefs are just going to roll in this game. Yeah, obvious, uh, other than maybe the fat cats down the street from y'all, the Chiefs are 4-11-1 <laughs> against the spread. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm guessing the Sharps are taking 9.5. I don't know that. That's just my guess. But, you know, a division game, man, they're always going to play you close. The Raiders, they know it's a rivalry week. They know it's the Chiefs. They know basically they're playing for pride or contract incentives or to spoil the Chiefs from getting that one seat. So there's a lot of juice uh, for the Raiders in this game. And like I said, here in Kansas City, most folks haven't been talking about the Raiders much. It's more about DeMar Hamlet and more about mm-hmm. the AFC playoffs and how it would work if the Chiefs advanced to the championship game. So I see this game being pretty pretty tight maybe at halftime, but then the Chiefs pull away in the fourth quarter if they can put a complete game together. If they don't have a special teams mess up where they miss a couple field goals or Mahomes throws a pick six. So, And I my pick, I pick 30-20 to 20 in this game on our show. So... I think that's going to happen in the fourth quarter, but I think uh, it's going to be tight up until then. Let's go back to that championship game scenario because obviously if the Chiefs win, they get the number one seed. But what have you been hearing around town, or has the team come out and said anything about how they maybe do not like what could happen if they make it to the AFC championship game? Yeah, we talked to them yesterday. We had no communication with the Chiefs today because they're traveling, obviously. But uh, Coach Reed basically said, we're not worried about any of that stuff. We want the number one seed, we want to buy, and everything else will take care of itself. So they've been pretty vanilla in their answers on that, and the coordinators talked yesterday, and no one really talked to them about uh, winning the number one seed or what would happen if Buffalo won or Cincinnati won. They're just focused on getting the one seed and then going from there. But I think in my mind it worked out pretty well for the Chiefs because at worst you're playing – in a neutral site in the AFC Championship game. You're not going to have to go to Buffalo. Right, no doubt. Rob Collins is our guest here from Fox 4 Kansas City here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We're talking all things Chiefs, and we know that, okay, whatever happens in the game on Saturday, we do know the Chiefs are going to continue to play. And, Rob, you want to be playing your best ball in late November, December, and now the first week in January. I know they're not playing their best ball. How concerning is that once they get into the dance, you know, that they, they might not be able to put their best game together? Like, do you think that they'll be able to come together for that, that playoff run where they want to make that deep run, obviously? I think they will. I mean, we've seen the Chiefs do this before. They, they get behind in some of the games, and then they come back and win. And, and I don't want to compare them to an NBA team that's just waiting for the playoffs, but you see flashes of that sometimes. You know, they know they're better than everybody else. I mean, look at all their turnovers. Minus five in turnover differential, and they're still the number one offense 
in the NFL. So they have the ability to put that full game together when everybody is certainly focused on that and everybody has that same goal in mind as they always talk about being one of 11. And I think you're going to see that this week because they don't want to hear the questions about not playing a complete game if they get the bye because they're going to be tired of us asking that question, man. <laughs> hey, when are you guys going to get a full, complete game? They're already tired of us asking that question. So I think they're going to come out and play a little better than they have in the past couple of games. I saw that McCole Hardman, he was activated from IR. He hasn't been out there for a while, obviously. How much burn do you expect him to get Saturday? And what are your expectations, man? McCole Hardman and Kadarius Tony. that's something that uh, you haven't seen on the field together. You know, those two are dynamic on the field, kind of the same player. You know, they can run the routes, he can do the jet sweep or the pop passes, and I think that's what you'll see from McCole, maybe five or six plays for him, and they'll probably be the pop pass or jet sweep, maybe a nine route because of his abdominal injury, hip injury, pelvic injury. They, it's changed like four or five times. I don't know what's <laughs> going on inside of McCole Hartman's abdomen, but it's been different. But I don't think they're going to put him over the middle, you know, yeah. just so he doesn't re-injure it. But that's another reason why the Chiefs could get the bye because if you got another week from McCole to heal, McCole and Kadarius Tony are, are game wreckers, especially in the red zone. That's where McCole is feasted. And I think you'll probably see one of those pop passes or jet sweeps in the red zone to Hardman. You mentioned about being a complete, uh, having a complete game for the Chiefs, but and this offense is still number one at this point. But what can they do to get the running game going? Because this offense is very dynamic, but when you look at the rushing totals, they're just not there. Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco, man, that dude hits hard. The problem with him, when he gets the ball, man, he's running through a brick wall every single time. And if you've watched over the last couple of weeks, he's kind of slowed down just enough so the linemen can do what they do and make holes there instead of running up you know, into their backside, just give them a second to, to move. And what about Jarek McKinnon, man? This dude has mm-hmm. had a resurgence this year. It's been yep. phenomenal. Eight touchdowns. He's got the Chiefs franchise record for receiving touchdowns. If I would have told you that at the beginning of the season, you would have been like, come on, Rob, stab it in the century. But, right. dude, it's been fantastic, and he can open up the running game, right, on the wheel routes and when Patrick Mahomes checks down to him. So if the guys are playing back a little bit in the secondary or the linemen, the second-tier guys, then that will open up some holes for Pacheco. And then, who knows, maybe Ronald Jones will get in. We haven't seen a whole lot out of him this season. Got a lot of weapons, that's for sure. There's a lot of dudes that can do a lot of good things for the Chiefs in that offense, obviously led by Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid as the constructor there in Kansas City. Rob, will close out with this, man. If the Raiders were to you know, give the Chiefs a run for their money and even win this game, what, what would be the reason why the Raiders win this game? Special teams mistakes and turnovers. There it is. I think that's the only way that the Chiefs can lose this game is if it's similar to what happened at the beginning of the game against Indianapolis and Patrick Mahomes throws interceptions like he did against the first Denver game to keep them in it. But I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to put the stamp on the MVP there and kind of finish that debate. And by the way, what's your favorite wing since you're there, man? i got to know. <laughs> I don't know. that They're all so good. I'm not too sure, man. I mean, I like the spicy ones. I like the barbecue ones. I mean, a wing is a wing. As long as it's got a bone in it, man, I'm good. <laughs> I feel you, man. I, uh, B-Dub's special place in my heart. That's where I met my wife, so it's all nice. good to see, man. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, Rob. I'll pass this little nugget on for you as far as special teams goes. Amir Abdullah, I've been saying it for weeks, is a guy, a kick returner for the Raiders, that is one step away, one block away from taking one to the house. He's only got one game left to do it, so maybe that'll be that special teams play you're talking about. Amir Abdullah, remember, 22. If you see him take one to the house, remember I told you, it's coming. I'm going to get on my betting app and Amir Abdullah anytime <laughs> touchdown, and then I'll buy whatever you want when I get there later. <laughs>
There it is. That's what's up. Well, Rob, <laughs> hey, man, it's always great to catch up with you, brother. I do appreciate you, and uh, we'll yes, be sir. talking soon, my man. Anytime. Thank you. All right, thank you. There he goes, Rob Collins, Fox 4, Kansas City, talking all things Chiefs. And how about that? How about that, right? I mean, we can't write these scripts better than this, Damon. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're here at the Galleria Mall. We're talking to Rob Collins, and he tells us and drops the nugget and drops the gem that he met his wife at a Buffalo Wild Wings, so it holds a special spot. So what that means to me is if you want to meet your wife, come to Buffalo Wild Wings. She might just be here. <laughs> you want to meet your wife or maybe your girlfriend or maybe someone you just want to hang out with for the afternoon. It's all good. Come to Buffalo Wild Wings. Good things happen. We're at Galleria Mall, man. We're going to be here until 5 o'clock. That's the way to kick off the opening drive here on Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. 221 is the time. We are here at Buffalo Wild Wings at Galleria Mall. We kicked off the opening drive talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, who are the final team up on the schedule for the Silver and Black this season. And, man, it seems like the season just got started. I remember being in L.A. ready for that first game of the season against the Chargers. I remember driving back from L.A. as tired as I was, thinking, well, there's a lot of games left. You know, they start out 0-1. There's a lot of games left. And now, all of a sudden, we're on the eve of the final game of the 2022 season. Of course, it's coming on January 7, 2023 at Allegiant Stadium. But, man, it is already here. That just went by quick, fast, and in a hurry. So Rob Collins from Fox 4KC, he gave us a nice little preview what to expect from the Kansas City Chiefs. And I want to throw it out there to you, Raider Nation. We have Cassie Soto from VegasNation.com coming up at 3 o'clock. But I want to throw it out there to you. I want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. We'll also hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. We'll hear from Jarrett Stidham and Devontae Adams as well. But, like I said, always want to hear from you at 702-365-9200 and our don'tbebroke.com text sign 69187, keyword R&R. We know that the Raiders have a chance to be spoilers and make sure those Kansas City Chiefs don't get that number one seed. And as Rob Collins said, they need that number one seed. They want to have that bye week. They want to be able to you know, be the number one spot. With Kansas City having that, the Raiders have a chance to spoil that for them. It would be so sweet, right, to see the Raiders – with a season that's been disappointing to be able to go ahead and spoil the expectations for their division rivals. And look, as DeMond mentioned, the spread right now is nine and a half. Nine and a half. So just like last week when we all found out that Jared Stidham was going to get the start and he went from five points to ten and a half, I thought that that was pretty, uh, I thought that was pretty disrespectful to say the least, right? Just like the, the Raiders were just going to let the 49ers walk into the building and just get boat raced, right? And so they didn't allow that to happen. They took the Niners to overtime and had a very good chance to win that game. Obviously, they didn't. But right now, the spread is at 9.5 points. So for the Raiders to get it done and spoil the Chiefs in their number one bid opportunity, what is it going to take? You let us know. 702-365-9200 and 69187, keyword R&R. That's Text line, what is it going to take to get done? to spoil the Chiefs getting that number one spot. Let's go out to Orange County and talk to our guy, John. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, brother? Uh, what's up, my skin up work out here in L.A.? Uh, nice day out, out of the rain. Uh, your question, I think, was uh, I barely caught at the end. You said it, what's going to take 
what's, what's it going to take to take the number one spot, you said? What's it going to take for the Raiders to beat the Chiefs and not allow them to get that number one oh. spot? Because they think they're going to get it. They think they're walking into Allegiant Stadium confident as all get out, man, that they're going to beat the brakes off the Raiders. So what's it going to take for the Raiders to go in there and get that dub tomorrow? In my mind, it's going to be just execution, you know, communication, uh, uh, a good, uh, good protection of the ball, better offensive line play, accumulation of things. Okay. Everybody playing in the details and like you know the commitment to excellence. That's something that Mr. Al Davis used to used to hold us accountable to. And excellence, or uh, they, I think the the saying is uh, excellence is in the details. And that's something that I really believe McDonald's is trying to do. Uh, aside from that, man, I got a question for you, boss. Uh, okay. So we all seen how Jared did, which was amazing. Obviously, uh, even Darren uh, Darren Waller was saying he was saying things that we knew, but was going into more detail in the huddle. Uh, talking about the play. So my whole thing is, that, and we, we're hearing Rumorville that, you know, they're, they're going to go get Brady, right? So say we go get Brady. Dude's going to be 46 years old, man, right? Okay. Say he goes down. Say uh, Stenham leaves and, you know, he's, he's already been in the system for four years, minus one year being down to injury. Who are we going to have as a backup? And do you think Jerry would, would be okay with the backup role if we were to get Brady? Because I'm – I, I, to be honest with you, I like his mobility. You know, I, yeah. I like his aggressiveness, his toughness, his quickness, his uh, being able to read and everything. Him just knowing the book, I don't want to start over with somebody else in case that, that, that be the case, that Brady goes down, God forbid. But the Duke can still put up numbers. He got 4,600 yards right now at the age of 45. That's damn good. Yep. I never thought he would do that. But I just want to get your input. And, uh, man, I really want to beat the KC. I don't really care that we're – you know, I do care that we're out of the playoffs, but I just want to beat him up. You know what I'm saying? I go. want to make it – I want Max to go in there and do his work and just have at least three sacks, man. I want guys that have give, been given the opportunity, you know, to do to do their thing and step up and showcase themselves to be able to make the squad next year. But much love to Raider Nation. Much love to uh, to Raider, Raider Nation Radio, man. You guys do a fabulous job. We just got a long uh, off season, but hopefully everything's on the up and up, man. Love you guys. Peace. All right, man. John, thanks for the call. Appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and, and, and address the, the, the Brady situation. Stidham is – a really good quarterback. He really is. And I think that we saw some really good things from him against San Francisco. And he also, like you mentioned, has been in the system. There's a reason why the Raiders traded for him. They didn't trade for him because they thought he was, they were some, you know, just some rando off the street that, hey, he's going to back up uh, Derek Carr. They, they knew that there was a chance that they were going to need him, plus they wanted him to be able to teach and help these guys learn Josh McDaniel's system. So there's a couple things in play here. I honestly believe that they're going to make a run at Brady. I do. That, that's just my gut feeling. I think that they're going to make a run at him. That's not saying that they're going to land him, but I do think they're going to make a run at him. In the meantime, in between time, I would not be shocked at all to see them re-sign Stidham before, before even you know the, the, the calendar, the season is actually officially over, before the new league year begins, because they can do that. He's their guy, so they, they can sign him right now if they want to. They could be in the office signing him to an extension, and I think he knows what time it is. The one thing about it, and a lot of people are saying, well, he might go somewhere else and be a be a, a starter. Someone might see what he's doing and make him a starter. But is he as valuable to them as he is to the Raiders? That's the thing you have to realize. He's been in the system for how long? Like four years? So that's why he's so valuable to the Raiders. Say he were to go to, say, Indianapolis. I'm just throwing any team out there. Guess what he'd have to do? Learn a system all over again. So would he be the guy that he is right now? You know, would he be that guy that he is right now for the Raiders? I don't think so. So the value for Jarrett Stidham is more with the Raiders than it is with anyone else in the, in the league. Now, if some teams just says, hey, we're going to commit a boatload of money and you're going to be our, our bona fide starter, hey, bless them. Bless them and then you, and you roll the dice. But I do think that it makes sense 
what the Raiders, I believe, are going to try to do, which is go and make a move for Brady because he does know the system and the weapons are there. And as you mentioned, he's thrown for a ton of yards, uh, even though Tampa Bay is not very good. And what I was saying, and I was, I was communicating on Twitter earlier back and forth, and uh, me and my guy felt like we were going in circles, but we were saying the same thing, just saying it in a different way. If they were to go out and get Tom Brady, that is not a, hey, we're going to be good in three or four years sign. That is a, hey, we're going to go try to win the whole damn thing right now. Right? That, I mean, that's the only thing that you're saying if you go out and get Tom Brady is that we're going to go win the whole damn thing right now. Because as you said, he's about to be 46. Not that anything wrong with a 46-year-old man. That's how old I am. But I'm not playing football. <laughs> so point is, you don't make that commitment to a guy just to say, hey, you're going to be a guy. Hey, come to Vegas and have fun for a couple of years. And No, Brady wants to win. He wants to win. So if you're going to make that commitment, that also means that they're committing to the offensive line being solid. You know, so it's not a question mark going into the season like it was this year. And, you know, there's some that will say, well, they should have been doing that anyway. You're right. But they didn't. <laughs> and I can't, I can't speak for what they didn't do. And that also means, hey, we know how Tom Brady can win. He's going to need a defense that's good too. So in the positive light, where I know a lot of people don't like hearing the name Tom Brady or can't even imagine him in silver and black where I get that, the positive would be that means that this team is going all in and winning the whole damn thing next year, and I'm okay with that. If a team is going to come and tell me, Q, I think we can win the whole thing, we're going to do it in this next year, and this is how we're going to get it done, I'm good with that. And I think the Raider Nation would be good with that too because that means that, they, I mean, that, means that they, they believe that they're going to be winners. And it's been a long time since the Raiders have been winners. So that's what it would be. And then you could also have Stidham behind Brady, ready to roll. That, I think, would be option A. Have Brady, have Stidham, and draft a guy. And, and it would be just that simple. But that's, that's what I think. So we'll see. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to Sacramento, the 916. Q, talk to Q. What's up, man? What's on your mind? Hey, Q, what's going on, my brother? Hey, man, uh, I barely started listening to your guys' radio show, and I like it, man. I dig it a lot. And so, hey, man, I was listening. The reason I'm calling in, man, is I was listening to to you guys the uh, last couple of days, and you guys got me fired up, man. I just bought tickets for Southwest, and I'm flying to Vegas at 6 o'clock tonight, man. That a boy. Watch that game tomorrow. <laughs> that a boy. We're excited. Good. What's up? Yeah, man, I'm just like, I'm fired up, man, because, I didn't like all that red last week, even though we put it down. We worked hard. I, like, I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to go represent. And you know what? We got the weekend off. Why not, right? Why not go to Vegas That's and right. have a good time? That's right. I like it. I like it, my man. So, hey, good. brother, I just wanted to give you guys a shout-out, man. You guys do a good show, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys there. I'm going to try to get into the Modelo Bar with you and JT and all you guys to see if I could get a good cold one with you guys, man. So, hey, go Raider Nation, and, and we got to keep the faith. Put it down, and we got to represent. All right. Hey, sounds good, Q. I appreciate you. And look, this is the deal, man. Uh, we'll be at the Torch early in the morning. Myself, Damon, will be there at 1030. We'll do our pregame, pregame show at 1030 to 1130. We'll pass the sticks on to JT the Brick and Eric Allen from 1130 up until uh, just about kickoff when he passes the sticks on to Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy. So come meet us at the Torch, man. We'll be right there. There's a big bar right there. So if you need a couple cold beverages to get the day started off, I know where you can find a few. So uh, come out there, meet us at the Torch. We'll be glad to uh, meet and greet with you and hang out and, uh, you know, talk some Raider talk with you. So uh, do that. That's bright and early tomorrow. Like I said, about 1030 is when the show will start. And uh, we will be there. I know I'll be there until probably at least noon, maybe a little bit afterwards. But JT will take over at 1130 right there on a big stage on the uh, at the Torch 
You cannot miss us. 2.31 is the time. We continue to take your calls and get your texts at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. It is a Friday. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings at the Galleria Mall. Come on by and get hooked up with a bunch of prizes. When I said that I had a bunch of prizes and all I needed you to do was come and take them off the table, people took me seriously. A lot of folks came by, bum-rushed the table, got a lot of prizes, but we still have plenty more. But uh, if I walk away, they might try to take my computer. So you need to come on over here and get hooked up with the prizes before they're all gone. And, of course, start your weekend off the right way. When we come back, we'll get your calls, we'll get your texts. Plus, we'll hear from head coach Joshua Daniels. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Q. Buffalo Wild Wings is the location, the Galleria Mall. We're here until at least 5 o'clock. Come on by, hang out with us. A lot of folks are stopping by, getting their Buffalo Wild Wings on. I always get the bone-in wings when I'm here. Boneless wings or nuggets as far as I'm concerned. But I know some people appreciate the boneless wings. But I'm a bone-in type guy. But you can get whatever you like. You can check out the mini TV screens. You can enjoy some of the great drink specials. Of course, the atmosphere is amazing as always. Buffalo Wild Wings is the spot. Uh, not to mention we got a bunch of prizes for you. And uh, it's, just, it's just fun to have a Friday, be out of the studio, hang out, get to meet and greet with folks, and give out stuff. That's kind of that's what I like to do. So uh, come on by, say what's up. And we'd uh, we'd be glad to we'd be glad to hang out with you for a while. Been throwing out there on the don'tbebroke.com text line at six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. The Raiders have a chance to be spoilers and make sure the Chiefs don't get that number one spot by getting the dub on Saturday. So what is it going to take for the Raiders to get it done? We've had a lot of responses and a lot of different subjects as well. Sir Whiskey Ray just hit us up. Happy Red Polo T-shirt Friday, gentlemen. If I don't say it enough yesterday, I absolutely hate the Chiefs and want us to trounce these guys. Tomorrow, our Raiders need to play four quarters of solid football to beat Kansas City. We need to play smart, not make boneheaded penalties. Kansas City, too, is a good, is a good enough team and will capitalize on these penalties. Given extra opportunities, Mahomes could potentially haunt us. Also, I feel like our defense needs to put pressure on Mahomes and knock him down a few times. I truly believe our offense will go up and down on that Kansas City defense. Except, expect another high-scoring game, just like our first game earlier in the season. We will win. I'm feeling it. Just win, baby. Raiders. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. And, you know, the thing about knocking Mahomes down and getting physical with him, Max Crosby was a, a dude in week five. I mean, he was getting after him. He was getting after him on the field. He was, you know, they were jabbing. They were having their verbal jabs at each other. There was a point to the time where they went helmet to helmet with each other and were talking trash. And uh, Max was being that guy. He was really, he was really kind of driving the, 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 the charge when it comes to the Raiders and their physicality. And they were very physical with Kansas City in week five to the point where a lot of beat writers that cover Kansas City were saying, man, the, the Raiders are just a more physical team. They're just manhandling the, the Chiefs, and that's how they started out the game. They got up a 17-point lead. Uh, we all know how it ended up shaking out where they didn't win the game, but, man, they, they, they put a shock. And I think a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans and I think a lot of Kansas City Chiefs beat writers and, and Kansas City the players themselves were really shell-shocked early when they saw the way that the Raiders were putting the whooping on them. Vice Raider in the building. What's up, Vice Raider? He just walked in. He's getting hooked up. He's hanging out with us, kicking off this weekend, and all we need is you. Come on out to Buffalo Wild Wings at the Galleria Mall. There you go. Nice little T-shirt there. I see you. I see you, my man. Got another text from Brad in Concord, Cali. He said, what I think it will take on Saturday is to pick up where we left off last week with the same mentality and drive this entire team against the Niners. I feel that that attitude, which almost beat San Francisco, will do the job against Kansas City. This combined with some better blocking so Stidham won't get hit again while throwing the potential game winner will most likely give an uh, exciting result at the end. That's from Brad in Concord, California. Shout out to Concord, California. I used to uh, go to school in Concord for a quick minute, so uh, definitely sh- uh, appreciate you, Brad. And, yeah, I mean, if they go into the game, they go into the game with the same approach, 
the not trying to be conservative. I mean, everyone thought on on the first play when they got the ball that Jared Stidham's first play was going to be a handoff to Jacobs, right? Because why wouldn't it be? New quarterback, first career start, want to get him comfortable, just go ahead and hand the ball off, let Josh Jacobs do what he did. Instead, everyone knew that that was happening, and it was a nice little rollout and, and got, got, a, got Stidham a nice early completion, made him feel comfortable, and, and I compared it to, to a basketball player seeing the ball go through the hoop. Right? All you need to do is see it go through the hoop once or twice. Get to the free throw line. You hear that swish a couple times, then all of a sudden you know, okay, I'm right there. And that's exactly what, that's exactly what uh, Josh McDaniels did for, for uh, Jarrett Stidham on Sunday is just let, allowed him to see that ball go through the hoops a couple times. And when he did, then he, he realized, like, okay, this is going to be one of those days. That's the approach I think that they need to take, and that's really what Brad was saying. They, of course, can't turn the ball over. Turning the ball over is, a, is, is something that you can't do, especially – against Patrick Mahomes and company, they don't need any help to score. <laughs> they don't need any help to score at all. They already have enough weapons, uh, so you don't need to give them a short field. So the Raiders have to do everything they can to make sure they protect the ball. Uh, also, on the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R, uh, this text says, keep prayers up for Peyton Hillis currently in ICU. And, yeah, I saw that story, and, man, it's crazy. All of a sudden we're getting hit with all these different stories about all these uh, really bad things that are going on with uh, players and kids and, all kind of stuff. There's just a lot going on right now. But, yeah, Peyton Hillis, uh, former great in the NFL, uh, played with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he was a big-time running back. Hell, he was on the, on the cover of Madden one time. Uh, and he, he is actually in ICU right now. He saved his kids from drowning, and uh, now he's struggling with his lungs. And I don't know the, all the details of the story. Uh, I know his lungs and I believe his ribs, his kidneys, excuse me, his kidneys and lungs. Uh, he's having some problems with them right now. Matter of fact, his uncle took to uh, Facebook and said, I want to let everyone know on Razorback Nation that Peyton is doing better. Uh, he is still in intensive care and having some problems with his kidneys and lungs, but the doctors say he is improving. So uh, basically he was, uh, let's see what it says, photos uh, from the incident, lifeguards and medics. Uh, it looks like he was at a beach. I don't, again, I don't know all the details. Uh, he, he received medical attention after saving his two kids from drowning in Pensacola, Florida on January 4th. So there you go. And, uh, yeah, there's definitely uh, prayers out to him. And like I said, man, there's so much going on right now. Uh, there was a young a young uh, girl that's a flag football player here locally that passed away the, just the other day on the football field. And it was very similar to what happened with DeMar Hamlin. Uh, just the difference is that she's in high school and he was in the NFL. So the, the difference is those, those uh, medical people that they have and, and, uh, you know, all the equipment that they have is way different in the NFL than it is with high schoolers. And so, man, my heart just broke uh, for her and her family as well. And so there's, man, I mean, just I think the lesson that should be learned here is that keep all your loved ones in your in your thoughts. And, you know, I try to make sure that before I leave the house, I give the wife a kiss. I always tell her to be safe. And, you know, I mean, like I used to be that guy that would leave the house if I was mad. I would leave and wouldn't say anything to anybody or whatever like that. But I try not to ever do that anymore because you just don't know what could happen. So you've got to keep your loved ones close, man. You just don't know the next time you get an opportunity to talk to them or the next time that they leave the house might be the last time they leave the house. You might not ever get that opportunity to talk to them. So it's just it's so eye-opening, the, the, everything that's happened in the past, I don't know, four or five days. It's just been nuts, man, and I hate it. I, I hate it for everybody involved. And, you know, of course, DeMar Hamlin got all the uh, attention and all the headlines, and it looks like and sounds like he's doing better. Even FaceTime with some teammates earlier today, which is great news. But it just lets you know that it doesn't matter if you're a big-time football player uh, or a Peyton Hillis, a, a big-time football, former football player, or if you're a high school kid. 
right? Any of these situations could happen at any time to anybody, and nobody is, you know, more valuable than the other person. Everyone's life means so much, and so, man, just keep your keep your loved ones close. I mean, that's, I guess that's the best thing I could say for all of these situations that are just kind of hitting us like a ton of bricks, and it really, to be 100% honest, it really sucks. But thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. we got Cassie Soto from VegasNation.com. Coming up at 3 o'clock, this is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Got a text from East Bay Raider Gray on our don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Raiders need to limit Kelsey in the red zone, and offense is going to have to drop 40 on them. It's going to come down to who has the ball last. And that was the thing about Kelsey last time in week five. He only had like 27 yards receiving, but he had four touchdowns, like seven catches, 27 yards, and then he had four touchdowns. In the red zone, it was almost like they forgot the guy who existed. Right? Hey, they forgot Travis Kelsey was so stinking good, and they just let him go. And I know that every defender that was on the field that week five game is not on the field this upcoming week. They're not going to be playing. Some of them aren't even with the team anymore. But, man, they have got to know where Travis Kelsey is at all times. And when they get down in the red zone, they have got to be able to stay as sticky with him as possible just so he doesn't go off on them and have that kind of day that he had four touchdowns on seven catches and only 20-something yards. That is absolutely ridiculous. East Bay Raider Gray, thank you for that text. I appreciate you. Uh, we got a text from someone in the 510. Brady is a pipe dream and ain't even the best option. He's 46 in the weakest division with a complete roster. Name one position group on the Bucks that ain't strong. They still got a draft and free agency to improve too. Now, how many position groups are glaring weaknesses on the Raiders? Even if he does come from a weak division to one of the strongest. What makes anyone think he'll be successful? Thank you for that text. I do appreciate you. Wish you left your name, but uh, you're from the 510. I'll say this: the uh, the the Chiefs' offensive line, or the Chiefs, excuse me, the Buccaneers' offensive line is not good, right? I mean, they've had they were banged up from the jump before the season even got started. In, in the training camp, they had their starting center go down. Their weapons around him aren't very good right now. Godwin is there, but he's not he's not 100 percent healthy. I'll tell you right now, I think them not having Antonio Brown is a big deal. Them not having Gronkowski is a big deal. I mean, I don't know how much Tampa Bay you've been watching, but they, they don't look very good, and he doesn't have the weapons that the Raiders have. Are you out of here? All right, my man, appreciate you as always. Uh, yeah, they don't have the weapons that they had when they won the Super Bowl. They just don't, they just don't have it. Hold on real quick. <laughs> what are we doing here? What are we Okay, we had, we had a little conflicts going on here at Buffalo Wild. We want to make sure we're all on the up and up. But, no, they don't, they don't have all the weapons that they, that they did have. The defense, has been, the defense has been a struggle as well. It hasn't been as good as it was before. I don't know what's going on here. This is hilarious. I'm just going to. What are also, we doing? Also, like the running game with the Buccaneers I, as well. I forgot what we're doing here. What are we doing here, boss? Are we, okay, I don't have any idea. Are we emptying that already? Don't get that. Don't, he's already got a ton of stuff, man. Let's save that for someone. We got another prize, prize, prize hog. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. but the Buccaneers also their running game. Like their two running backs combined are averaging 3.6 <sighs> yards carry, and that's just not where you wanted to be. Like, like when it comes to the weapons around Brady. Just like so, uh, you said it earlier, I don't know if it was last week or this week. If you don't like him, just say so. 
Right. If you just want to say that, hey, he's not the guy that you want to see the Raiders get, that's that's perfectly fine too because everyone's entitled to their own their, their own opinion. Right. But to say that, oh, he's got all of these great weapons, yes, in a weak division because they're probably going to make a weak division the, this year, yeah. Yeah, it's a weak division. But to say that he's got all these great weapons around him, you're looking at the names more than you're looking at, right. you know, the actual production. Because, you know, about five years ago, if you said, hey, they're going to have Mike Evans, Julio Jones, and Leonard Fournette as the running back, you'd say, I don't care who the quarterback is. Right. Give me those skill position players. Right. But those guys aren't playing. Well, Mike Evans, he did have a great game last week. Finally. But, yeah, exactly. It's been, it's been a minute. But Julio Jones, I mean, I, I learned the hard way last year. He's washed. Yeah. He Leonard is. Fournette. I mean, he's he was never the Leonard Fournette we thought he was going to be at coming out of college. No, 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 he wasn't. So thank you for that text. I appreciate you. Sorry we got a little distracted. What we had was another situation here. This dude came in, and similar to last week, this dude came in and had no idea who we were. So we talked to him. We introduced ourselves to him. We gave him, you know, some prizes because that's what we do. We don't mind giving stuff out. He left. He literally left and then – Got in the car and left and then drove back, parked on the curb, and came back and said, hey, can I get that bag too? Like, that's unnecessary. That's unnecessary. He don't even know who we are. Like, I don't mind giving out stuff, but there's nothing that bothers me more than someone just coming back and shopping. My man had a bag, or he tried to get a bag. He took a onesie. He took, like, three hats, took uh, some cups and some koozies. Took a shirt from Deportes, took some tickets of UNLV, and then left, and then came back and tried to get the big bag. Well, couldn't carry it all out in one, in one, you know, in one trip. Well, I mean, he should have been smart about it and used the bag to carry everything else to begin with. But you can't make a, a, a return trip just to get some more prizes and be the same dude. At least send someone else in. Do me the courtesy and at least send someone else in and be like, "Hey, how you doing?" That's kind of how this thing works. <laughs> when you stopped him, did he get offended? No, he turned and walked and bounced. Okay. No. But it was like I'm looking at him, and I know we're talking live on the radio. They always try to get me when I'm live because they know that I'm not going to say anything, <laughs> but they don't realize that I'm going to say something. <laughs> that was wild. That was absolutely wild. But, hey, you know, it happens. Uh, like I said, <laughs> we had a table full of prizes. We have some now, but we had a table that was full. You better come on and get some now before my man makes a return trip for the third time and changes, goes home and changes his clothes and comes back or something. I don't know. I would say that it's bad that I'm talking about him, but I know he ain't listening. <laughs> he said, how can I listen to you? And I said, "Turn on the, the, pull up the Raiders app if you want and, and pull it up. He said, I ain't got the Raiders app. I said, okay. <laughs> okay. <You> know, obviously. <laughs> okay. So there is that. So, oh, man, good times, good times. But we are here at Buffalo Wild Wings at the Galleria Mall. We're here till 5 o'clock. I did want you to hear some sounds from head coach Josh McDaniels. You can keep those texts coming at 69187. Keyword R&R is the text line. But let's go back to earlier this week. Matter of fact, it was, uh, it was Wednesday. We didn't get an opportunity to talk to the coach today. I thought we were going to get media availability, but we didn't. So we'll have to go back to Wednesday, and we didn't play all the sound from him that day, so that's okay. We'll uh, focus in on the Chiefs. So uh, here's head coach Josh McDaniels talking about revisiting the week five tape and looking at what they did really well as opposed to where they might have slipped up a, a little bit and, and eventually lost them that game. It's a significant um, portion of the preparation um, because we actually have lined up against them before. Um, I do think that there's a lot of things that have changed uh, since then. Um, players, some things schematically, they've added some players to their roster. We've added some players to ours. 
Um, they've lost a few players. We've lost a few players. Um, you know, so I think there's definitely some challenges in terms of just getting to know the personnel that's out there now um, as opposed to what it was. Um, <clears throat> but I definitely think that anytime you have previous knowledge of an opponent um, and you've played against them, you know, especially for the players, you know, they're out there, they're standing there in front of the guy in front of them for 65 plays, you know, uh, three months ago. I mean, so they have some intimate knowledge of, of the way that they play and how they go about their business. So um, I think it's helpful. Um, it doesn't always, uh, it's not always a precursor of what's going to happen the next game, as we know. The second game of these um, division rivalries is always a little bit different, you know, because, you know, you, 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 you're going to change some things. There's no question about it. So, um, you know, our focus is going to be on trying to get to know the team they have now, the way they're playing now. There's some things that have changed, obviously, for that and, um, you know, get ourselves ready to go. Hopefully, we, you look, the formula is not going to change. We're going to need to get off to a good start. I mean, when they get off to a good start and they play the game the way they want to they play it, um, it's difficult, um, you know, and, and obviously taking care of the football, not giving them extra opportunities uh, is a huge part of, 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 of attempting to beat them. So um, this is as good a team, you know, we talked about that last week. It's the same thing. I mean, there's two teams in a row. I'd say this is as good a, of a football team as we're going to play. Obviously, Andy's done it a, a long time. Um, they're playing in his vision and the way they want him to play. They have a uh, a lot of really, really good players. Uh, they're they're really well coached, and you got to do a lot of things right to beat them. So um, it'll be a big challenge. There's head coach Josh McDaniels, and he's right about that. There's two teams in a row that are big-time players, big-time teams that the Raiders have to close out the season with. San Francisco on Sunday just came up a little bit short, and then, of course, Kansas City tomorrow. And, you know, the thing about it, and I said it many times all season long, I don't think there's a team on the schedule that they can't play with. Uh, I was most concerned about that game against San Francisco just because of the defense, and the Raiders made the defense look like it was no big deal at all. So I'm okay with that, you know. <laughs> I feel I feel a lot more confident going into this game that the Raiders uh, can can win and uh, spoil Kansas City's uh, bid to be the number one seed just because of what they were able to do against San Francisco in that defense. Because I know Kansas City's defense can't can't even hold up a they 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 can't hold the jackstrap of the of the 49ers uh, defense. They just can't. It's it's just that simple. Uh, one thing I want to see. I'm hoping that we get to see Josh Jacobs play. Tomorrow, we don't know, right? He's been uh, listed on the injury report as questionable. Uh, so hopefully he's able to play. Ho- hopefully he goes out there. I mean, he really honestly doesn't have any reason to go out and play, except for he wants to go out and play, right? I know he's a little bit banged up. So if he were to sit it on out, uh, still over 1,600 yards for the season, nobody could blame him. I'm hoping he goes out there and plays just so he can put a little bit more distance between him, Nick Chubb, and Derrick Henry and win that potential running title. But here's Josh, ja- or here's Josh McDaniels talking about Josh Jacobs uh, and that potential for winning the rushing title. You know, look, I think individual um, records and accolades and those kind of things, um, if they're done within the framework of the team trying to – uh, trying to win games and do the best we can. I think they're great, you know, for the for the guys that accomplish them and achieve them. I think the biggest part for, for us is obviously understanding that they never get done alone. Um, there's a lot of people that I've obviously factored into that, um, the success of any one individual. So um, I think it's actually a neat thing for the team, um, not just for one guy, because even though, you know, one player would get that recognition, um, I think that's really, you know, the recognition belongs to a lot of people that have done some things to help him uh, achieve that. So um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, some good players obviously chasing him. You know, we know that. And, um, you know, and, and again, we'll see how his health goes the next few days. I would love to see Jacobs out there and just, like I said, solidify that rushing title. 
Uh, but it is an individual award, but it does have to give a lot of credit, and we've had people call in, uh, give credit to the offensive line, even though it's been a question all season long. Uh, the one thing they've done really well is open up holes for Josh Jacobs. I mean, he didn't get 1,600 yards on his own, and I know he broke a lot of tackles. I know that he's the guy that's leading the league with uh, you know yards after first contact. But the offensive line has opened up some holes for him to have some big games. So uh, you do have to give him a lot of credit for that. Are they, you know, 100% when it comes to the pass blocking? No. But when it comes to run blocking, they do a pretty stinking good job. So I'm not mad at them for that. 2.56 at the time. Again, Buffalo Wild Wings. Galleria Mall is the location. As we come back and kick off hour number two, Cassie Soto from VegasNation.com. She'll join the show. It's Red Nation Radio 920.